Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Rajin Fujitora here. Back at it again with a new topic, new manga discussion on One Piece. And preferably since I did a Naruto video on Naruto's greatest villain, I figured, why not? Why not do a villain on, one, on my favorite and current manga of all time? One Piece, and the villain I'll be discussing today is the smiling villain, and if you guys don't know, uh, spoiler alert, this is Don Quixote, Do Flamingo, aka the Heavenly Demon. So, our story with, Do with Dofi actually starts pre-time skip, and... We're introduced to Dofi in volume 25, chapter 233, right? But Oda doesn't, Oda doesn't really tell us who he is. It's mainly just a picture of him. And I believe it was when he was at, um, this is when they're in the Jai arc and the Shichibukai, the Seven Warlords of the Sea are meeting up and having a discussion. And Dofi's just shown there, right? And then he's introduced again in, vo <coughs> in volume 68, which is a whole, I want to say just over 400 chapters later. Yeah, a little bit over 400 chapters later. Which is crazy because Dofi, to me, is one of the best villains in One Piece. So, I'm going to break down to you guys Dofi's, his backstory, and then get into why he's an amazing villain. So, Dofi, if you guys don't know already, was a celestial dragon. He and his family, his little brother, and his two parents. His father, Don Quixote Homing, lived... And Celestial Dragons, they're pretty much, how do I explain this? They're pretty much the rulers, the quote-unquote rulers of the world, or the gods of the world, of the One Piece world, if you will, right? And with that being said, like, Celestial Dragons, they could kill people, get away with it, pretty much do anything they want, and nothing will happen to them. So, Dofi, at this point, is 10 years old, and he... He lives by his, by his description as a celestial dragon. He thinks anybody who isn't a celestial dragon is beneath him. Fucking lower species and shit like that, right? So, Dofi's dad was like, Ah, oh, you know, I feel like I want to live like a regular human. Live with the regular humans. I don't want to be a celestial dragon anymore. So... Now, the rest of the Celestial Dragons are like, what the fuck? Why would you revoke your title to live with the humans? Man, you're you sniffing something. So he ends up doing that. Now, mind you, the Celestial Dragons are hated across the entire One Piece world. Celestial Dragons have treated people so horribly. But Homing not having that worldly understanding of how the Celestial Dragons are hated... He's quite ignorant to the fact that he wanted to live among humans. So, remember, take that in. 
So Holman takes his family and they go off. And as soon as they get there, you know, it's a hard life. It's very different from living as a celestial dragon. And the word gets out that they were former celestial dragons. Now, the townspeople take it upon themselves and they were like, fuck, man. Let's we got to get back at these people. So they're they ended up be, becoming hunted or wanted is a better word. They're becoming wanted on the island. And then Ho, the, the Don Quixote family has to flee and they are living an intense, intense life, man. It is not fun for these people. They have to pretty much go to hideout to hideout. They can't have sufficient clean food. So Dolphy and his brother and homing were eating garbage. It was really intense, man. They were eating garbage. There's this one panel where Dolphy's eating and he ends up throwing it up because it's not edible. They're literally eating garbage, people's scraps, and it's it's really bad, right? And at this point, Dolphy's mom, she can't, she's getting sick because she can't eat the garbage. You know, they're, Dolphy and his little brother, Roshinante, are, they can stomach it to the slightest, to the smallest degree because they're kids, you know, they're, their immunity is a little bit stronger. And so Dolphy's mom ends up dying, right? And I feel like that was one of the biggest emotional things in Dolphy's life. He lost his mother. And then not too long after that, they end up getting captured by the townspeople. And if you guys um, pay attention to Dolphy's Jolly Roger, his pirate flag, it actually has just, it has like an eye patch on it. Or as if like the eye scratched out. So they get captured by the by the townspeople. And they're pretty much hung up. As if like they're on a crucifix. Arms out and everything. And they start shooting arrows. And mind you most of the arrows miss. They all miss. Do they all miss Roshinante. Dofi's little brother. And they miss Homing. Dofi's dad. But I. I do believe an arrow was shot into his eye. And remember, these are little children that the townspeople are shooting at because the celestial dragons are just so, they're just so horrible. But even in like prior to this, before they found out, the townspeople found out that Dofi and his family were celestial dragons, Dofi still had that, that, that attitude of a celestial dragon. He was like, Oh, get the hell out of the way. When, I, when I'm walking down the street, you, be, you people should be bowing. Oh, man, I should just... And he noticed that somebody wasn't bowing. He's like, man, somebody give me a gun so I can shoot this dude. So now at least you guys have an understanding of how the Celestial Dragons work in One Piece. Like, these people are untouchable. The One Piece world is super relatable to the world we live in, but I am not touching on racial topics and stuff like that but if you get what i'm saying there is a super correlation to between the celestial dragons and certain people of this world but like i said this isn't me trying to push um trying to push an agenda i'm just saying it's very relatable to this world so dofi says all that and then now now that they're they're captured Dofi loses his eye and everything. And, you know, 
they get back to another, they, they get to another hideout. And, you know, Dolphy's little brother's crying because their mom's gone. They just went through all that traumatic stuff. They've been living a horrid life. They're eating garbage, running from hideout to hideout. And a certain darkness builds up in Dolphy. And he's like, he gets extremely angry. And he's like, pretty much, it's a little monologue to himself, but not really. He's like, talking to his dad. He's like, man, if we didn't leave the Holy Land, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have to go through this. Mother wouldn't have died. Wouldn't be eating garbage. I wouldn't have lost my eye. And because mom died, Roshinate doesn't even speak anymore. He's now a mute. Dofi takes the pistol and just, bow, shoots his dad in the back of the head. And that's, I feel like that was a huge beginning and showing how far Dofi will go. You know, in the sense that it was his father's fault for being ignorant. He just couldn't stomach it anymore. He was like, like all that anger was building inside of him. And he was like, man, I can't believe you did this. How could you not think of your family before, before you made this decision? So Dofi is then greeted by four of the, four of the soon to be Don Quixote um, family pirates and treble. He sees this aura around Dolphy. And if you guys aren't familiar with One Piece, I'm just going to break it down to you. There, are, Once you get past the time skip, there is something called hockey. And there's three, there's three different forms of hockey. There's conqueror's hockey, there's armament hockey, and there's observation hockey. Now, Treble learns that, or he just notices that, Dolphy has this aura about him. And it turns out to be conqueror's hockey. So, Trevor being older than Dofi, someone he can mold and train, says to him, Dofi, you can become, like, you can become the king. You can become the pirate king, right? So, obviously, years pass, you know, Dofi gets older, running his own crew now. His brother had disappeared for a little bit, and then... He's he's with him again, but he's still a mute. He's pretty like Corazon Roshinante, um, Dofi's little brother. He's like I said, he's a um, he's a mute for the most part, and I can't get into because Corazon. He's I have to talk about Corazon separately, but mind you. Corazon ends up betraying Dofi, right? And remember what I said, Dofi would do anything to get to his, to get to his, to his end goal. And the thing is, Corazon does something that goes against the family. And Dofi ends up killing his own brother. And it, it starts a hatred towards Dofi from another character and like I said I don't want to do too many spoilers I'm just trying to break down this character in the sense that he's he's always kind of been jaded but situations brought him to become an even more jaded character to the point where 
This guy's killing his own fa- his own blood relatives for a just cause, I guess you could say. So, Dofi's theme in in the Dress Rosa arc is actually a parallel, and I'm gonna give the credit to Joy Boy Theories on YouTube. It's actually a parallel to the Alabasta arc. And it's more of what would have had. It's it's like um, it's a parallel of if Crocodile had actually taken over Alabasta, whereas Crocodile was trying to take over it, and Dovi had already taken over Tres Rosa. And it's crazy because Dovi is a full fledged, full fledged um, celestial dragon. And he was able to manipulate the country into thinking that he was a true hero of the of the country and did this for a long time. It was only until Luffy came to the island where Dofi was exposed for the heavenly demon that he is. Now, that's a really good play on words because celestial dragons are supposed to be like these holy people and everything like they're called celestial dragons. So the heavenly part is for that, but he's, but the celestial dragons are demons. So the heavenly demon is a great nickname or epithet. I I think the word is for, for Dofi, because like I said, with killing his blood relatives and his pirate, his pirate crew becoming his family, it goes to show that Dofi will do, he doesn't care who it is. He'll take down damn near anybody, even if you're a part of his family, to get to his, to get to his goal. And he won't, and if you stop him, if you try to stop him, he says, and he, and he finishes you off and you're cursing Dofi. He's like, blame your, blame your blood, um, blame your blood or blame, blame yourself for, for, for your blood ties of how you were born. Now, that's pretty dark, man. Like, like I said, and it just goes to show how deep, how deep the character is to the sense that, to the sense that it's, it's crazy, bro. Like he felt he was betrayed by his family. So he ends up, killing them and then he rules he ends up ruling dress rosa with an iron fist nobody knows that he's that he's doing certain things he's running the country improperly anybody who defies him is forgotten about like i said i don't want to do any major major spoilers this is really a breakdown of the character now he's just such a menacing character he's his nickname is Joker. He's the he's the underworld broker, right? So he's always smiling. And it's only like for most in the most of the time you see him in the series, he's always smiling. It's only when he goes up against Luffy and Law is when he starts getting really pissed off. He's now in One Piece these the heights and the it's very hard to gauge how big the person is, but Dofi's a ten footer. 
or he's a seven, he's either seven foot or 10 feet, right? And it's crazy because Luffy's only 5'8", so when going up against an antagonist, a villain, who's so imposing against you, or against Luffy, I'm sorry, it's really crazy because Dofi's fighting Luffy and he's just playing around for the most part. It's only because he gets it's only because he's so proud that he ends up losing. And don't get me wrong, this was a crazy fight in the series, still to this day one of my favorites, but I feel like I have to break down other fights and tell you guys why it's not my absolute favorite. Definitely top 3 of Luffy fights, but it's just an amazing feat that Luffy's throwing out damn near everything he's got, and Dofi's just like, he gets back up every time, and he's like, man, is that all you got, pretty much? Now, Dofi as a villain, I feel like he's he's not one of those villains that changes his um, his thoughts at the end. He's through and through a bad guy, an evil guy, he doesn't care who he has to kill or who he has to throw away in order to gain his goals, family included, doesn't matter. Now, man, it's just, I want you guys to understand that this character was so well written and the flashback is, it makes you feel for him, but it also makes you understand that through and through, he's still a bad guy. Like, 